And so it begins. The whole of his mind is apparently his personality. Wait, 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 wait. A rabbi and a boxer arrive <laughs> on a space yeah. station. Broke off. Guys, I have a stop. He's here. totally hitting on Kosh now. Totally sexual harassment. Basically, the Mount Rari are drama creeps. He's gonna come out of his butt. I can't believe this martial law wreck where I have been, dammit. Hey, <laughs> Jeff- Jeffrey Sinclair. Oh, ah, what's happening? Oh my god. The sausage must teach Rocket Cast not to blow up universe. My Whedon senses should have been tingling. <laughs> and we know that IKEA survived. This torture session may be recorded for quality assurance. <laughs> <laughs> I was <laughs> Now he's a dead dragon. Jack the Ripper, you there. Hi, this is Will. I'm just chiming at the beginning here to let you know that, unfortunately, the first part of this episode was lost. I'm blaming it once again on the stupid Skype recorder that's pretty... Uh, it consistent lately, and it's not just me. I know a lot of other podcasters that are having trouble with it. Um, I only went back to it recently because the Skype recorder that I paid for a couple of years ago stopped working, and I've been using this as a backup. But yeah, so I'm looking into other solutions. I actually paid for another Skype recorder, so next episode you should be hearing the result of it for the first time that's if it works i'm getting ready to test it out but yeah just for consistency the episode you're about to hear is for learning curve learning curve originally aired february 18 1998 it was directed by david j eagle and written by jms and so enjoy the rest of the show as you had a lot of People questioning whether Captain Lockley was, you know, a worthwhile character in a way. And this is kind of her standing up for herself and trying to, you know, solidify a position on the station as yeah, well as she, kind you know, of in the show. Garibaldi. You know, she also brought up some good points about, you know, we kind of heard some of it before, but taking up arms against your own government and you deciding, you know, that what they're doing is wrong and well it's interesting because some of what she says was is almost exactly what Sheridan said except she placed an emphasis on different uh things than Sheridan did it, you know whereas Sheridan chose um you know one th- one way of doing things, um, Lockley chose another, but they're both doing what they believe is right based yeah, on the same set principles. Gave me some kind of message, but <laughs> uh, I hate technology. Oh, no. I find something else. And this <laughs> here at the end in season five, we need to find a more reliable solution. <laughs> um, if you're hearing this, that means it recorded. If you're not, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a lost This will, yeah, exactly. Thank you. Yeah, season five will end up being our troubled <laughs> season as well as the show. Oh, oh dear, it's the Babylon so, Five curse. Um, yeah, so she gets applause as she leaves. She drops the mic. <laughs> 
so Zach sees, she goes, he sees the dead man's body. It's the third execution in two weeks. Um, uh, we're skipping something. Uh, we're skipping the uh, scene okay. in the elevator with Sheridan. Yeah, where basically Sheridan uh, um, and Lockley have this little conversation about Garibaldi. And then Lockley says something interesting that she didn't think she'd meet a second man okay, yeah, as stubborn as she was. Um, hmm. What could she mean by that? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so Zach is trying to convince these onlookers to help in his investigation. And then that guy from earlier, I guess, is watching the crowd. His name is Trace, played by Trevor Goddard. I like the way Claire says the name Goddard. <laughs> She's talking about true Goddard. Anyway, Claire from Intro to X. Um, he was in a bunch of episodes of Jag. Um, so he orders that Zach be taken out. So a little bit later, um, he's visited. I think this is the scene uh, where, um, uh, no, um, before we go to that, is this, he's the same scene where he orders Zach to be taken out, the same one where one yeah, of his six actually tries say. to talk the guy to him. You can't go oh, after right. somebody as big as Zach. And this is a war scene where he drops um, the grass name. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah before the grass went right down. Now. He said, yeah, the grass went has- down. I wonder what that means. Yeah. What happened to the grass? Yes, we need a. <laughs> I want a side movie. Uh, uh, the fall <laughs> of the grass. Babylon 5, the fall of the grass. Yes. Yeah. At least a tie-in novel. I mean, come on. I bet he's, like, in a jail somewhere. <laughs> Can't be serious. dead. So, yeah. Who knows? Maybe he was uh, deported to Mars or something, and now he's running the underground uh, um, crime the scene on Mars. Io or something. Um, <laughs> he took that over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's even better. Transfer point of Io. Everyone has to go there. Um, but yeah, Trace thinks he'll just keep on killing security chiefs until he gets one that he can work with. Um, he really hasn't been <laughs> paying attention to the news, has he? This is the station that rebelled against the Earth government thing, and as it did so, kicked off all the Nightwatch personnel who were basically the dirty cops. So, yeah, you actually haven't got uh, any dirty cops on the force well, at the moment. He keeps killing them. He'll probably, they'll probably have to assign one from Earth, maybe. And I don't know. <laughs> He's not very smart. No, he really um, isn't. So, Derhan and Turval are talking about the Pac Mara. I don't like the way they talked about the Pac Mara in this episode. Yeah. They're a bit dismissive, aren't they? Yeah. I guess they must be pretty bad, though. Uh, well, I mean, the lens not unpleasant about the Pac Mirage. She, she tries to see po- positive things in the Pac Mirage. She does, although she doesn't have to train them. 
so no, easy to no. say. She says, yeah, they're everywhere. Maybe that's another reason why she's reluctant to head to Membar. It's, yes, I'll return to Membar once you've finished training the Pat Morale. Yeah, or just like doing everything I said you should do, and I'll just come. <laughs> I'll come after you do it. Um, yeah, she's saying they're shunned, but they are everywhere. So maybe they make good couriers. Let's just send them away. <laughs> send them off on like the mailmen, those people that deliver those secret messages. So yeah, so they talk about Marcus and. Um, they tell Delin that Lanier is pushing himself too hard. Uh, we knew he would, though, really, given what he said last time. Somehow I missed this part of the conversation when I was watching the episode. We're going to get an episode with Lanier, like, drinking and getting into fights and boxing and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we need a Lanier montage and training. No, <laughs> no boxing. Oh. Going to the bars and going home with the ladies and... <laughs> Drinking and just oh, oh, we can start hanging out with uh, Londo again. Yeah, Frau Lug has a motorcycle. He's picking up ladies. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he does have the motorcycle back from season one. So I don't know. I can't remember if Byron was in this next scene, but Garibaldi's interviewing. Oh uh, no, he wasn't. Okay. There was a generic, uh, two generic telepaths. Okay. Um, one of which looked almost like Byron, okay. but had the wrong hair color. Okay. <laughs> this generic long haired guy. Which, which scene was this? Uh, where Garibaldi's talking to two telepaths that supposed to work for him. Two telepaths who refused to speak, who basically just looked bored. Oh, I don't remember this. <laughs> It wasn't really important, but it's just, yeah. Just a little continuity from that whole thing about him wanting to telepath. Um, but then he's talking to Zach, and he wants Zach to pull Captain Lockley's file, and Zach doesn't want to do it. And when Zach gets called away, I thought for sure that um, your body was going to like hack into the system somehow. It happens twice in this episode. Yeah, I, th- I thought he would. You know, I thought... You know, he'd do what he did when um, he was looking up other files the other season. I can't remember when it was, but he's done it before. Oh, wow. Okay. Accidentally screwed up on... Anyway. <laughs> I'm getting emails. Oh, Accidentally put, um, didn't put somebody down for an episode, and I put someone else down instead. Oh, right. Oh, dear. Um, uh, I, I got my first spam text the other day. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know how they got my number, but wow. <laughs> I I basically got the equivalent of the Nigerian email in a text. <laughs> For the real dum-dums, yeah. So, yeah, the, those two young rangers, I've forgotten their names already, but they're going through down below, Tanir mm. and something, uh, Rastin. Um, so they come across Trace, and he's giving... He, he he's trying to silence the, this woman who plays the call to Zach. Oh, he's trying to send her back to Earth, I guess. Um, well, no, that was the first plan. But then when she heard they were going to kill him, uh, they quickly changed their mind, and it looked like they were going to kill her. Mm. You know, 
couldn't have her talk. So they hear her scream and they're debating about what, if they should do anything or not. So Tanir goes while Rastin stays back. And Which one was, is Tanir the religious yeah, or the warrior? Tanir is the religious one. Yeah. The warrior okay. stays back. So yeah, Rastin wanted to stay. Tanir wanted to go help. So Tanir saves her, but then he gets beaten up by, by the thugs. <laughs> The down below thugs. Yeah, because their leader's an idiot and thinks, oh, let's let's beat up this Membari, because I haven't heard of the Earth Membari War. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, attacking a Membari won't go well for you. (laughs) So, yeah, so they're in med lab after the attack, and... They say that Franklin, if Franklin can get him standing, they'll take care of the rest. It's tight. I don't for, recall if there was face touching. Was there face touching? I don't think I was paying attention because I don't really oh. remember the scene. No, no, because uh, um, Franklin was on the other side of the um, sealed unit. There oh, pe- okay. There were people watching, so we couldn't do it. <laughs> Never stopped him before. <laughs> <laughs> He's afraid of the Minbari, I think. <laughs> um, it's time for what is it, Mora Doom or something? Mora Doom, something so, like that. So the application of terror. Yeah, this is where I just kind of like, oh lord, <laughs> this whole thing. I know, uh, so Mimbari. <laughs> like, why we've never heard of this before? Because oh, we haven't, I guess, been this close with the Rangers. I don't know. Although, although we have actually heard about this aspect of Mimbari. Um, of Ranger training from Marcus. Okay. Because Marcus actually said part of Ranger training is terror, the application of it, and uses of it, or something like that. Okay. Or something like how to overcome it and how to inflict it. So, yeah, so Delin goes to talk to Lockley. Lockley wants to, t- you know, information, but Delin doesn't want to give it to him. She says they'll take care of it and. She uh, tells him. Yeah, 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 this is the second bit of, oh, that's an interesting way to say something. Yeah, she said, yeah, Delin had already approved this with Sheridan, and Lockley's like, that's not like him. Um, yeah, we'll get into this when we go to uh, uh, speculation and um, predictions. So, yeah, so lynn yeah lockley doesn't like the rangers being used for revenge but lynn says it's not about revenge it's about terror terror mm. <laughs> so <laughs> um yeah so tanir has to conquer his terror so why does he have to do it well he's not recovered i don't understand um it's a membari thing Ugh, yeah, it's that's annoying. <laughs> I mean, he's... Yeah, I mean, it, what does that prove? Prove that he's tough enough to be... I don't know. It's I mean, yeah, sure, if he <laughs> if he wins. But what if he doesn't? Then what does that prove? Nothing. He was injured. Um, well, Delane actually did say something sensible earlier in the episode. Perhaps what? I we, um, When she's talking about... Uh, Range of training and the pack morale. Perhaps we should change the way we, uh, you know, the way they teach uh, rangers because 
clearly, you know, it doesn't work for everyone. And she wasn't specifically talking about this, but I think she should. You know, it's something she... (laughs) She was, like, into this. Yeah. Well, again, it's a memory thing, it seems, uh, that, you know, as Garibaldi says later, you know, they have to finish off the fight as soon as possible. They They can't back down, which actually can be a bad thing. Yeah. Yep. Fear is good if, you know, it keeps you alive. Yeah, so as soon as he can stand, he will be sent back down to confront the man who hurts him. And so Zack is ordered to, this is, yeah, this is seen in Med Lab where he gets up and everybody's watching him leave. Uh, so, I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm not sure you need the voiceover. You could do uh, just from, you know, the way the scenes were cut together, you could have, you know, got that information without the lens voiceover because yeah. you had that whole, whole small scene where you had the trainer, you know, uh, ranger in training about overcoming his fear. And then the two trainers said, now we must do it for him, referring to the uh, injured one. So... Yeah, to Len's whole thing about as soon as he's well, he's got to get up and face his fear. Well, we're seeing this. You don't need to tell us. Yeah. So all security goes away. So Trace seems happy that you know, all security's gone, but the power goes out. and he's Again, this, before the power goes out, it's, it's one of those things of so... There's no security on any of these three floors. And you think it's because you've won. It, yeah, again, not so smart. You know, security just doesn't abandon an area for no reason. Yeah, that was kind of dumb. Doesn't that happen every time security gets cleared out? Like the bad guys always think they win on this show? Yeah. Like the, was that the leftover, like, uh, Earth loyal people after the after they took down the Night's Watch. Yeah, you would have thought rumors would get around down below uh, of you know people live live there. Think right, anytime security clears out an area, he's going down. <laughs> I'll, I'll change that if you want to edit in the. Um, oh, are we not allowed? I to don't know. I don't oh. know. I'm leaving. <laughs> uh, that's I more editing no for me. I have no idea because uh, yeah, I can't remember whether we swore on the podcast before or not. We have, and I bleep it out most of the time if I remember. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait till the review before I get all my curse words out. I'm just gonna delete this entire episode so I don't have to edit it. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Only JMS had done the same thing. <laughs> oh snap! Um, so yeah, Trace's men start going down because the Rangers are taking him out, and he's. Oh, um, this is so cliched. It's almost laughable the way it was done. This whole last part uh, um, they, started they, with him. Started with him getting out of bed. To this is laughable. Oh, uh, there's even a shot where. One of the things he's up against the wall and he 
got, you know, that typical shot of something scary coming towards someone, and he goes, ah! Yeah, pretty bad. Um, so, yeah, he's facing off against Tanir, and he's giving us fighting staff, but he doesn't, he keeps saying over and over, he doesn't know how to use this. And, it's um, a staff. It, it's a stick. <laughs> But it's a Minbari fighting stick. It's, it's a, a metal stick. <laughs> you might not be trained in it, but anyone can use a stick. Yeah, I would be useless with it. Yeah, me too. You might be useless with it, but you'd still be able to use it to some degree. I could still hold it, sure. Yeah. Swing it. That's about it. it. I'd swing well, it, they'd stop it, it, whatever. Yeah. Uh, it, it's as if. It's as if he's looking at a nuclear missile or something like that. It's just, it's not a complicated thing. You pick it up with two hands and you hold it. Uh, I'm sorry, I just don't buy the intelligence of this character. It's just, <laughs> it's just his intelligence level keeps on dropping throughout the episode. Yeah, so he they tell him if he can beat Tanir, he can leave. So they fight, and the whole time this fight is being narrated <laughs> <laughs> by the Midbari and giving a play-by-play, and they're yeah talking smack about uh, Trace. All fights should he, be narrated, though. I think. Yeah, it's <laughs> so like um, maybe think of those. Uh, World martial arts tournaments on Dragon Ball Z, where they have the commentator just describing everything that's going on. And space battles should absolutely be narrated. Oh, yes. Yeah. Subtitles, <laughs> narration. Yes. So that I know what's going on. Little diagrams. So, yeah, Trace is getting beat up by Tanir. Um, and eventually they put down their weapons and it turns into a fist fight. Hmm. Since the stick wasn't uh, working. Yeah. <laughs> but, He's all, I don't know how to use these And he holds up his fist <laughs> What did I do with these? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I haven't been trained with these Oh no I'm just imagining that now he, he actually goes and ends up doing a slap fight That would have been even better Oh yes it would <laughs> Um So Terval is saying Yeah sort of Bully does tell others, oh, how you talking about how he trace has others to do what gets others to do what he's afraid to do himself. So Lanier or Tenier wins the fight and asks the Minbari are leaving. Terval tells him she needs to come soon. She says she'll come. She's finished doing her stuff on the station. <laughs> They'll be there soon. Like it's not the end of the season yet. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Um, so Garibaldi saw this on camera and he talks about how the Minbari don't back down from anything they start. Mm-hmm. And, and this is just another best. excuse really to have Garibaldi and Zach in the office together. So when Zach leaves, yeah. Garibaldi can take a look at Lockley's file. Yeah. And... When Sheridan and Berlin are getting ready for bad, she asked Sheridan about that, uh, what Lockley had said about it not being like him, and uh, Sheridan looks kind of guilty. He makes a sitcom <laughs> face. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, 
So later on, they're in bed, and it's obvious Dylan is mad about something, and he's like, so he was just waiting for the right time to tell her, and she says, you know, when it would have been the right time to tell him, and that's the end of episode. Mm. Yeah, so three parts of this episode setting up a mystery. So, a mystery. Probably a fairly easy mystery to solve. Yeah, but still it's probably a obvious, <laughs> but they don't really say what it is. Well, it's like, no, I'd like to hear Heidi and Beth's ideas first. About what, the last part? <laughs> yeah, what, before we actually do official um, predictions, what this scene they're talking about. Oh, well, I just assumed it was they used to date or whatever. Yeah, mm. that's... The only thing I could get out of that. It's fairly obvious. I didn't know why she would be so upset about it, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Do, do we have to find out? It's Are they going to have an episode like about it? I guess that means this comes up again, huh? It comes up again, but it's not the central theme of an episode. It's just a small yeah, part of it. Ended it on a cliffhanger. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Which I thought What's was weird. What's going to happen? Hmm. It's like, um, I'll just save it for later. Uh, he's fairly obvious. I'll rant about it later. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, good. It's rant worthy. <laughs> it very is. And I was expecting it to come up in the. Is there going to be a cat fight? <laughs> um, are there any. Is it narrated? <laughs> the last use of the stick. <laughs> I'm just looking at notes to see if anything. Underworld had a hole in its power since the departure of Negrath. It wasn't stated, but the implication was that Negrath was assassinated. I don't believe that. I think he's still alive. I <laughs> he's just yeah, him and Toad off, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, are there any quotes? No. Um, the only one I can think of is. Um, Zach, he's garlic. It's definitely garlic. Uh, it's just the just the way to tip tip off everything he was saying in that scene of, you know, it completely innocuous stuff of, okay, right, let's draw a line underneath that. It's just Zach being Zach. Oh, I missed this part. Uh, they're asking JMS. Um, they're saying that Lockley would never get away with berating a, secu- a superior like she did with Garibaldi. And JMS is saying, well, Garibaldi's not really her superior. Uh, she has authority over the station, but this thing does kind of happen. You're talking to the only producer who went out there and berated Angela Les- Lansbury on the set of Murder, She Wrote, in front of everybody, and still had a job afterwards. I want to see that. Ooh, <laughs> some reason I what kind that. of asshole? <laughs> I know. JMS and Nissen not exactly being a, you know, the nicest person in the world. No, wait, I misread that. Angela, Angela Lansbury's son, because he was directing an episode of Murder, She Wrote. Oh, okay. Okay, that's not as bad. <laughs> that's not as bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everyone has, has their bad days, so, you know, you know, you have no idea what happened so you can't really judge any of them in that situation oh except for he's talking about it so right 
But and if it actually about- was Angela Lansbury, yeah, no. Yeah, if it was Angela Lansbury and he's like bragging about it, no. I'm not. I don't know. I, I, I've not seen the uh, full quote, but the way Will said it, it almost sounded like it was something he regretted. Not necessarily bragging, but he was just giving an example that you know does kind of happen sometimes. You have people berating or chewing out superiors and getting away with it. My favorite is when <laughs> uh, on the set of I Heart Huckabees when Lily Tomlin goes off on David or Russell. Oh, so uncomfortable. I, I, I love Lily Tomlin. It is uncomfortable sometimes. It's, I don't know, like the Christian bailing. That one was funny. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, you really don't want to talk about this episode, do you? No. <laughs> Any more quotes? Not really quite the episode. Um, who is our human of the week? Oh, I think it has to be Zach. Yeah, I can give it to her. Sure. <laughs> I have no <laughs> to that. Zach, just for the Tapron. Very little. <laughs> who is our alien of the week? I don't know about anyone else, but I want to give it to the Pagmara. <laughs> you know, sleeping the... during a meditation session i can understand that you know and then later on just being abused a whole lot you know he needs a bit of loving i want to give it i want to give it to negras because he had more personality than this guy (laughs) (laughs) sadly negras not in the episode so no none of them in bar he wanted to give it to ranger trainee pakmara uh the yeah, the main party were all too generic. Which one was the funny one? I could give it to the funny one. The one that funny liked one. to smile. Oh. Yeah, which was the, was the smiley one? Was that the which one that got beat the up? Smiley one? No, that was, the, that was the religious guy, I think. Yeah, the religious guy was the funny one. Yeah, but he was I the could, one that I went into the fight. Oh. I could give it to him. Tanir. I couldn't tell them apart. That was the problem. I think no. that's Tanir. Even the religious cast guy had warrior cast looking ridges on his head, bones on his head. They've never been consistent with that, though. So I? They've never been consistent about that, though. Um, so ratings, I think ratings is next. Uh, Jason, you want to start us off? Yeah, set the bar low. Um, <laughs> I don't think I could set it any lower. Uh, I don't think this episode had any point. Um, <laughs> it wasn't even bad fun. It it seemed like a season one episode that they they put into season five. Um, we don't care about the underground crime in down below in season five. Uh, you know, there's maybe a few interesting things about Ranger training that take way too long to tell. Um, I just I they they could just delete this episode from the series. I'm not sure we lose anything. Um, so I give it two out of ten. Um, oh, I don't have a rating. Just two out of ten. Mm. Probably my least uh, favorite episode of the series so far. I haven't rewatched the rest of season five to know for sure, but um, you know, even the even the bad ones were kind of laughable in some places. But this one just took too long. All right, how about you, Heidi? Wow. Um, 
I think during the commentary, we commented that this seemed like a season one episode because it was like, okay, new people coming to the station and there's that <laughs> guy. And <laughs> um, yeah, I, I it liked the concept, I guess, of seeing the, uh, let's face it, the linear knockoffs. Um <laughs> But it wasn't executed very well. Like, I wanted them to be riding motorcycles and things. So uh, that was kind of a letdown. Um, so I'm going to give it a 4 out of 10 Mimbari fighting sticks. Ouch. How about you, Beth? Yeah, I wish... I mean, I don't remember that much of it. But I do remember I didn't really care for it. And it seemed pointless. So... I'm going to also give it 4 out of 10 pending catfights. Yeah. What do you say, Ian? Uh, I don't dislike it. I don't like it. It's very meh. There's a couple of nice moments in it, and I really mean a couple of moments. Just like the that tagline, it's just a nice way to end it. And mm, Zach was decent in the episode, but nothing special. It's just the whole episode is just that, nothing. So I'm going to just give it straight middle of the road, five out of ten Pac-Mara Couriers. Nice. Um, yeah, it was boring. <laughs> and there's not much worth in it that's worth even remembering or even having an episode about. Uh, it's just pointless, like you all are saying. So I'll give it five out of ten. Um, I had a rating of uh, five out of ten secrets. <laughs> so that gives the episode a total of four, which has to be one of our lowest. <laughs> I episodes. think so. Yeah, I think it may be like third lowest or something like that. I mean, it's so unremarkable that I completely forgot this episode even existed. Yeah, I did too. Second lowest right after Grey 17 is missing. <laughs> the thing about Grey 17 is missing, though, is that it's so bad, I find things I dislike about it and things to criticise it on. Uh, that's why I would rate it lower, And but this one is just forgettable. It's so believers actually beat this one? Yeah, believers. Some exactly. people like believers. <laughs> Some people do. All right, all right. Yeah, Nobody likes believers. this one. Yeah, I believe it was 4.3. Oh, wow. But the thing is, as Ian, I said, what? Sorry, Ian really hated it. Ian gave it a 1.5. Yeah, <laughs> I, when I watched it, I really did. It's been, an, it's been a few years since I've seen it, so yeah, it's that vehement dislike it's a bit tempered if I watched it again I'm sure it'd, the bar would rise back up yeah, you guys have talked about the the writing challenges for this season right already yeah about, uh, how, about just how last minute he had to kind of stretch the story out because they compressed more last season yeah yeah. I think this is where it's kind of most obvious I don't. Yeah, especially that thing between Sheridan and Delenn is pretty obvious there yeah, too. <laughs> it, it, this is this is padding. 
this is all it is. It, it's an episode to fill out the quota. <coughs> I hope TNT gave them a lot of money. <laughs> um, so let us get our Minbari fighting sticks and go to feedback land. Yeah. Can we go to prediction land first? Yeah, that's what I was just going to uh, say. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to okay. have to go. Okay, predictions. The next episode is called Strange Relations. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh. So what was going on? Hmm. Oh. I like how this sounds. This just makes <laughs> me think of Jakar uh, propositioning um, Talia. No. Was that mm. it? Yeah. Back mm. in, like, the very beginning. Or Lita. No, or was it Lita? Was it Lita? That. That's right. That's right. Uh, See, that's what I couldn't remember. Um, this, the strange relation? Uh, the strange, strange relations. relations. Oh, strange uh, relations. Yeah. Okay. Um, somebody's in-laws come to the station. <laughs> Strange relations, strange relations. Um, I'm predicting weird romantic entanglements. That's a bedroom farce. <laughs> <laughs> Is it another um, episode then? What? Is it another, another episode just to pad out the season? Sure. Maybe there's this. There's a. There's the size on the station. Get involved somehow. I feel like. Their episode is coming too. Hey, they have strange relations. <laughs> we find out what they do and why <laughs> they're they so doing? quiet. <laughs> it's the quiet ones who always get you. Get something. Um, I don't think this episode was super great for predicting anything else. Um, As Joseph said, it really doesn't matter. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I I really didn't get anything out of <laughs> out of this episode that would help me to predict anything. I'll be better next week. Other than uh, Lanier is apparently training very hard, so I'm yeah. looking He's forward come to back his really return. Buff. Oh my yes. Well, they ended. Um, oh, sorry. I said they ended on a cliffhanger. Ooh, so, what do you think is going to happen with that? That's not a cliffhanger. (laughs) (laughs) It's only a cliffhanger if you've never watched a sitcom in your life. (laughs) It's as much of a cliffhanger as Giles running into a tree about Joyce. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's like that. Yeah. It's just about... Okay. Okay. Sirens. (laughs) (laughs) Just trying to make the whole thing a bit more exciting. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> the police are coming to break up the cat fight. All right, guys, I'm going to sign off. Okay. Okay. Bye. 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 I better go, too, since I have all this loudness in the background and I can't read anything anyway. All right. Bye. See you next week. Bye. Okay. See next week will week. be better. Bye. Bye. That leaves us with feedback, doesn't it? Yes. First, we have a comment from Vorge99. Vorge says, when I first watched B5 Season 5, I didn't like the new theme music. Not that I found it bad in and of itself, but I didn't like that after four years of different versions of the same music, we were breaking with that just as the story was finally approaching its conclusion. 
I still basically think that, but there's a compensating factor. I find that quite a lot of season five works better if I think of it not as the end of one show, but as the first season of a new show. New music suits that. Learning Curve is a case in point. It's a lot like season one, like a season one episode. Previously unknown characters arrive on the station. We explore Minbari culture. The main plot focuses on one and only one of our regulars, Dylan. We get hints about a secret in the past of one, or in this case, two of the regulars. There's a crime boss causing trouble in Down Below. If you view this as a, as part of the end of Babylon 5, this is annoying filler at a time when one wants the story to progress. But if you view it as JMS exploring the possibilities of new stories in the same universe, it's not too bad. Okay, Thank you, Lord. Thanks. Yeah, uh, I mean, on that point, I'm not sure this even works as an episode of Crusade either. Because <laughs> it, it, it wouldn't work if Crusade uh, docked up Babylon 5. Minor uh, spoilers, actually, for Crusade, sorry. Um, yeah. It's a new Babylon 5 show. <laughs> yeah, it's. If it was on there and you had that show exploring this, it still wouldn't make a good episode. Sorry, I'll move on to Laurie Carl's email, shall I? Oh, uh, yeah, next is from Laurie Carl. Hello, ambassadors, commanders, and visitor. Somewhat short feedback this week. I'm not particularly fond of the Down Below Thugs storylines. <laughs> you know, I like. It feels like it's been done before and seems anticlimactic after all the storylines of season four. On the positive side, we both really like the Membari teachers and their banter. Our commentary is Ranger School! And we get some Zack, which is good, but really do not like the down below thugs. A Pacmara Ranger! That will be something to see. Delenn is very clever. It's a good idea. We get to hear about Lanier. It doesn't sound good. Carl says, how many teachers did she have? <laughs> That's a good point. Almost every season we meet a new one of her teachers. Um, go, they go on to say, creepy non-speaking telepaths again. Why don't they ever talk? Carl says, looks like we're losing another main character when Zach goes to the meeting. That is obviously a setup, but we're glad when he was okay. Then, very unrealistic that that woman would not just leave the station when threatened, but they needed that for the story. We did like the commentary during the fight at the end. All were on in their brains. Look on Sheridan's face was great when he realises Sheridan had figured it out. Did anyone else figure it out ahead of time? I think Carl was getting very suspicious. Quote from Ranger School. Warrior cast nonsense. No, it was untimely. No one has an inner voice that smiles. I don't. And on to ratings. Laurie's rating. Five badly written thugs. Human. Zach. Alien. Taval. Carl's thoughts overall. This was like a Membari after-school special, although the beginning and the ending with the teachers 
in the Ranger School and Ranger Fight were good. Rating, one, poor Delenn. The look on Sheridan's face brought up at one point. Uh, set, the arena. Species, Billy the Pac Morale Ranger. Thank you for giving him a name. Human, somewhat, and... Um, Summer, unenthused black thug. Death, interest in the episode about 10 minutes in. Plot, turns out the Rangers were pretty cool. Wooing, relationship, Sheridan and Delenn, relationship, narrow. Carl thinks they're cuter together. Comedic moment, Sheridan's look as he closes the door. Second comedic moment, here endeth the lesson. Actor, Mir Fernan. Bad camera work. The slow-mo fight scene. Carl's head cannon. Out of the erroneous parts of the plot, Carl's callback. Remember that one episode in season three with the thugs who tried to depose Sheridan? Maybe the first or second episode. This one is worse. <laughs> ah, thanks, sorry, Carl. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for the feedback, everybody. Yeah, it's a show we only got two this week, but that's probably because I haven't gotten last week's episode out yet, and you don't know who we're recording. Oh, dear. Oh, you just uh, didn't want to be back on this episode. This is a skippable episode. Hmm. So, yeah, Jason, thanks for stepping in and helping us out on this episode. <laughs> this yeah. terrible, terrible episode. I wouldn't go that far, just a very blah, forgettable episode that we could have skipped and had no problem. It's terrible um, compared to <laughs> what we uh, seasons two through four, Babylon five at least, and what maybe I mean, on par with what we've seen so far at this one. No, it's not even that. I mean, other well, episodes. Yeah, it's worse than- <laughs> other episodes, at least I've had something. To say this episode is really meh. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. Jason, sorry, we've just worn you down, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> I think Jason's gone. Um, uh, so, that is all we have for this week, folks. We'll be back next time with Strange Relations. <laughs> but until then, goodbye. Goodbye. I'll be seeing you. Rock off. This is the ISN Talkback Corner, where we discuss the smaller stories that concern you. In the last week, we have been hearing reports from our viewers on Babylon 5 of an increase in crime in the populated down-below section of the ship. Some have said that a Membari peacekeeping force was used to break up an underground criminal ring. At least one Membari was spotted with a fighting stick, and Membari human fights have been reported. These rumors have raised questions about how security is being managed on Babylon 5 and whether non-human security forces are being used. Predictably, far-right Earthers have used these rumors to further their Earth-first platform and have again raised concerns about the Alliance and the influence of alien cultures. Detractors of this vocal minority have accused the Earth-first movement of using fear to gain followers. A spokesperson for Earth First Platform was recently quoted as saying, We're not scaremongering. This is really happening. We will keep you apprised of any further developments in this story. Goodbye and stroke off. 
Look for us on the web in iTunes and on Stitcher Radio. Also, downbelowpodcast.com, facebook.com slash group slash downbelowpodcast, and twitter.com slash downbelowcast. 